Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Financial Times. We value your feedback. Please go to ft.com slash listen and fill out a short survey for a chance to win a pair of Bose acoustic noise-cancelling headphones. The FT The US shale industry has transformed the outlook for US energy security, created tens of thousands of high-paying jobs, and rattled the leaders of rival oil-producing countries from Riyadh to Caracas. Flourishing innovation in the Bakken formation in North Dakota and in other centres of US oil production have turned them into the energy industry's equivalent of Silicon Valley, crucibles of creative activity where engineers collaborate and compete to push back the frontiers of technology. But as oil prices have sunk, the fledgling industry is facing its first real test. I'm Matthew Vincent, and on the line with me is Ed Crooks, who's recently visited the shale-producing regions of North Dakota to speak to those who are working there to keep the industry alive. Ed, people can't help but have noticed that the oil price has really slumped in the past nine months. Brent crude, I think, was about $115 a barrel last summer, and as we speak, it's, it's nearer $62. Why exactly has this happened? Well, there's been a few things going on. One is that oil demand growth has slowed. A lot of that to do with the slowdown in China. China now the world's largest oil importer and slowdown in its economy means that demand for oil globally is not growing as quickly. Another is that we haven't really had any of the big supply disruptions that we've seen around the world in recent years. So, for instance, the um, civil war in Libya or the sanctions against Iran. But really the big thing behind it all and the, the thing that's really driving the market is this huge growth in supply that we've had from the United States. And it's really been uh, a spectacular increase. And more than a million barrels a day has been added by the US to global oil supply in the past three years. And essentially, that's created a glut, really, on world markets. Inventories have been building up. And that's really why the price of oil has fallen. The other element that uh, sort of might have had an effect on the oil price is OPEC, the uh, cartel of uh, oil producing countries which might have stepped in to try and stabilise the price by cutting its production in order to bring supply and demand back into balance. And they've chosen not to do that, and in particular uh, Saudi Arabia, which is OPEC's largest producer and its most influential member, said, no, this time round, we're not going to be the ones to cut our production, and we're going to see where supply and demand balance out in the market. And they think, I think, that it'll be the US industry that'll take a lot of the hit from that in terms of lower prices. And so Saudi Arabia has not cut its production. It's actually increased its production a little bit. Put all that together, you have an excess of supply on the market, and that's been driving the price of oil down. Just going back to what you were saying about supply, four years ago, as you point out, this was barely conceivable. There's been this massive increase in production from the US. What has caused it? What are the factors behind it? Well, there's been really some uh, very remarkable uh, technological improvement. The increased oil production that's been coming from the United States has been known about for a very, very long time. But it's been locked in shale rocks, essentially, where it's been really hard to get out. But then two things have happened. The two technologies have advanced in a very significant way in the past decade or so. One is uh, horizontal drilling. A traditional oil well would go straight down into the earth. Horizontal wells go down and then they go round a corner and then they go out horizontally for a mile or even up to two miles, sometimes even more is possible. And you can target a much greater zone of oil-bearing rock with one of these horizontal wells. And then the other thing that's been very significant has been hydraulic fracturing. Fracking, of course, as it's known to the public, 
not really a new technique that's been around for decades, that first used in the 1940s, but it has been revised and enhanced and made very much more sophisticated now. And what happens in fracking is you pump water and chemicals and sand at high pressure down into the well, and that has the effect of cracking these very dense rocks, opening up little pores in the rock through which the oil can flow, and then the oil will flow out and flow up to the surface up the well. Put those two technologies together, that's made a huge difference, and what was previously not economically producible has become producible, and that's allowed this huge boom in US production. Now, these techniques you're talking about relate to shale oil, but there's also been a shale gas boom. For those who are not familiar with the differences or the relationship between the two, how are they related? They're very closely related, in fact. So really, those two techniques, horizontal drilling and fracking, were first applied to shale gas, and that sort of happened in the early 2000s. But for quite a long time, people thought that wouldn't work for oil as well. Oil doesn't flow as easily. Gas molecules are much smaller, so it's kind of easier for them to flow through this very tight rock. As it turned out, a few companies were sort of very enterprising, experimented with this, tried different ways of using these techniques, and it turned out that, in fact, they would work for oil. And once a few companies had made these crucial breakthroughs in a couple of places in North Dakota and and also in South Texas, sort of everyone else piled in. Then we had a huge flood of investment into this area, enormous increase in drilling, and that was what brought about the surge in production. But this surge in production and the success of these techniques has, of course, contributed, as you've explained, to the crash in prices. How does the fall in prices affect the industry? Is it viable at these much lower oil prices? Well, it's had a huge effect on activity, certainly. The number of rigs drilling for oil in the United States has halved since October. Production has not fallen. Actually, production is still holding up pretty well. Obviously, there's a lag in between when you drill the well and when you actually get the oil out, so it's possible we'll see more of an effect on US oil production from the big drop-off in drilling that we've seen. Although a lot of forecasters don't think so, and the general view, I guess, the consensus you'd say is that US oil production will now be about flat, but it's not actually going to go into a decline very sharply. It has to be said, though, that we don't exactly know what's going to happen here because there's no precedent for it. Because this is such a new industry, we've only ever known it on the way up. And so what happens when drilling drops off like this? That's one of the things we're going to discover. What do you think the shale oil phenomenon means for the rest of the world? You've talked about the impact on other oil-producing countries, but what about beyond that? The big question for the rest of the world, really, is what oil price is going to bring global supply and demand back into balance. And a crucial determinant of that is what oil price does the US industry need to get activity going again. But it probably doesn't take that much more of an increase in prices for activity to come back. And certainly if you talk to a lot of people in the industry, what they say is that um, there are still enormous improvements in productivity being made. People are driving down costs. There's a lot of work being done to kind of get more wells out of each rig and to get more oil out of each well. And so it's possible people say maybe if oil gets up to about $70 a barrel or so, that will be enough for the US industry to get back to increasing production again. The implication of that then would be that essentially there's a ceiling on the oil price, somewhere below $100 and possibly significantly below $100. That will be as high as oil ever gets, because if it gets significantly higher than that for a long time, then you'll get a lot more production coming on in the United States, and that'll bring the price back down again. And so if that is the case, that is pretty uncomfortable for quite a lot of countries. There's quite a lot of big oil producers around the world that have got used to higher prices, that 
need prices of, of $100 or even more to balance their budgets, and those countries are going to be under quite a lot of pressure. And certainly, if you look back in the history of oil and its influence on geopolitics, there have been a number of occasions when low oil prices have had a very destabilizing effect on countries. I mean, the, the downfall of the Soviet Union, of course, being the very obvious one at the end of the 1980s. If we do have oil prices significantly lower than $100 for a protracted period of time, then that could have some very important political and strategic consequences, and that's going to be a very important thing to watch out for in the years to come. Well, I'm sure that everyone from the back and land beyond will be keeping a very close eye on the oil price for just that reason. Ed Crooks, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And to read the full story of the US shale revolution the people it has affected, from governments to oil barons to travelling workers and consumers, make sure you pick up a copy of the FT Weekend magazine this weekend or log on to ft.com from Saturday. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.